0: Oh yeah! It's another good old head-banging good time here at Better Than Broadway season two, episode two is in your living room. Justin has pancakes or waffles or, or whatever, so they're, you know where, where's mine? They're
1: muscle They're muscle cakes. Cake. They're right here. I got them for cakes. all you guys. All right. I'm for it. Just a, a buttload of eggs and. Um... It is a uh, gluten-free pancake mix. Very nice. Some berries, some cinnamon, a little bit of protein powder, and these things are delicious.
2: We're get I,
0: that I, I just crazy.
1: got up because it is 11 o'clock uh, as we are recording this, and I got in from work about 4.30 this morning. So this is my that's, breakfast.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Oh. And I know Chef's glad you're here. Coach Rob, the chef and the muscles we are all here for uh episode two season two better than broadway uh what a, what an interesting week we've got a lot of great stuff to go over uh this week in wrestling we've got uh the uh the finals of the battle of los angeles 23 for PW. Bola. bola we got the uh impact hard to kill results and we have the big story of uh, I don't know, I guess this is probably going to be the big story of 2023, and we're going to be following it pretty closely all year long. Oh, yeah. The return of Vince McMahon and the potential sale of WWE.
1: I heard, this is so big. I heard somebody talking about the other day. They said, there's actually a little bit of rumors and talk about potentially Punk coming back to AEW, and it's not even headline news. That's how freaking crazy it is right now. Wrestling.
2: I mean, I saw a rumor that uh, they were like we're gonna do an AEW WWE merger. Like, what? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of
1: this is just hyperbole. Oh
0: yeah. You know, like the Saudi
1: Arabia thing um, is still very much on the table. I'm sure, but you know, it was a done deal, and that was bullshit. And you know, I think a lot of this is just people taking like an inch and running a mile with it. Yeah. And we talk about.
2: <clears throat> is so much of it is like you 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 want people to come to your site or you want somebody to somebody to read your blog you got to say some incendiary shit for them to come oh what is this oh it's clickbait okay i yeah, screw you um so yeah everyone's gonna be making all the ideas the only thing the only thing we know is that stephanie mcmahon resigned
0: yes and we will get and we will get into that in detail later in the show But uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to knock this thing off. We're going to start with this week in wrestling. Uh, Did you guys uh, get a chance to uh, check out uh, some of the uh, WWE, AEW, Impact shows this week?
2: A little bit. I'm I'm watching SmackDown right now. Um, And I love, like, you know, their uh, bloodline is, keeps like, oh, Sammy, you're our guy. You're our guy. Mm, Go fight the wolves. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, It's so, like, I mean, they're building such a great storyline there. I love it. Yeah, um, I, I actually
1: plan on watching um, Smackdown. Obviously, I didn't watch it last night. So, um I would hope that I could have watched it before, but um I'll def- I'm going to watch it when we get done with this, um for sure. But I yeah, I watched I watched uh AEW and watched a, a scroll through a little bit of Raw this week. Um I thought um I thought AEW was was pretty good. I, I can't believe that they're they really are pushing. I thought this was just like a flute thing. The trio they are pushing. Yeah, no, I'm more talking about the um, <clears throat> action Andretti. Oh like yeah, they're, they're pushing him like they did, freaking Rocky, in you know in the in the midnight in mid late '90s.
2: Well, I, I believe I called it. You know, in our last show of the, uh, last year,
1: they're doing a better um, job with him though, because people actually seem to like him.
2: I see. So,
0: I, see a uh, lot I noticed. Of- I watched lot of young, I see a lot of young John Cena in action and and I think that Chris Jericho does also mm. because Action and was doing a show in Maryland and uh, for MCW, and he he was their champion, and he did a dark match with uh, QT Marshall, and Jericho was watching the match. He said, "Damn, that kid's got something. Let's let's see what he can do," and and that's why he put him over. And and you know credit to Jericho for not only putting over. You know, he's put over Ricky Starks, he's put over Max Andretti, he put over Claudio. Jericho's lost three matches in a row, and that's probably the first time in the last 15, 20 years of his career that he's lost three marquee matches in a row. So, But, but isn't
2: the theory that, you know, if he's going to live up to the Ocho, he's got to win eight, lose eight?
0: Oh, you know what? I didn't think about that. That is an interesting uh, thought there, bud.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. So you're saying the gimmick is he's going to lose eight in a row? Maybe. Fan theory. And, and if they did that, it would just be so somebody could pop the crowd for a jab at him saying, oh, you're the Ocho, all right. You lost eight yeah, matches right? in a row. Right. And then him not It, it could be it.
2: it could be it. Yeah,
0: well, I love how the I crowd just, just is like, counting the eight now.
2: now yeah. Okay. I think, you know, just imagine, like, who could be the next five wrestlers Jericho's putting over?
0: Oh, man, we should do
2: a list of those. That'd be fun. Wait,
1: are you saying we're going to make a a list of Jericho?
0: A list?
2: (laughs) A list, you
0: say. Tell me more. (laughs)
1: Mm.
2: But anyways, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Jericho (laughs) and the Ocho status. Uh, Hey, uh, Adam Cole's back, guys. I love that. I'm glad he's healed up. That's great
1: yeah you, uh, plus
2: Adam Cole.
1: Britt
0: Baker actually posted something on Twitter the other day saying like you have no idea what he's gone through in the last six and a half months to get back here you know there are days where he just wouldn't leave the house. there were days where you know he couldn't walk or get out of bed or this and that and the other so it's really it's it's really heartwarming.
1: Yeah, he Adam couldn't Cole take a. Back in the he ring. couldn't like ride in a car, right?
0: No, he couldn't do anything. Yeah, he was like bombing. vomit
1: and stuff. He wouldn't leave the house except for um his uh, PT or whatever it was. That's right. And,
0: and so for him to be running around that ring, zipping around that ring, you know, being in front of a crowd of people, and as the face, I mean, they brought Adam Cole back as a baby face, which
1: I'm not. I'm not. You, you, they didn't have a choice. When when yeah. a guy battles something like that and he comes back from a you know from from something like that, they're gonna be because the crowd loves him and they're yeah. coming out. But I love the swerve that he did with uh, "I've got some good news and I've got some bad news for you know," um, and the crowd was like, "No, no!" And then he's like, okay. "Oh, but the bad news isn't for me." <laughs> like that was that was kind of I was really kind of thinking that he was going to do that. I was hoping that he was going to do that.
2: Well, I mean, and, I remember um, he was he was doing his whole speech and it was great. And everyone loves him, but there was like one asshole in the crowd. Like, while well, things were quiet, he'd be like, "You suck." I'm like, "Dude, who are you? Why are you doing this?" Like, the guys There's come back from injury. Good. I know, but like, it's just, "Hey, man, somebody, somebody." Was give was probably a talking,
1: talking to. He was probably talking to his baby mom, and they were having an argument. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. He okay. sucked, you know? Oh
0: man. But you know that's what separates John Moxley from Adam Cole because Adam Cole like takes it stride, and John Moxley's like, you know what, you know, fuck that guy, get out, get out of here, you piece of shit. Like he's just so mad <laughs> no. on, a, on a live microphone. You call him out on, on it on broadcast <laughs> television. Yeah, he's like, he's oh dropped, hey,
1: dropped you in go the fuck crowd. yourself. Yeah,
2: no. that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just to quickly go through AEW, uh, dude Brian Danielson and uh Kanosuke uh Takesta D'K- what if fucking That was match. a freaking match.
1: That that was, was a match. awesome. Take Take Ishida, um as uh, as what is it? MJF as MJF said.
2: said. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you couldn't have made him look any better. Um, if he would have won, I think. No. I think. You yeah. Know, um, Brian really did a great job of of making him look strong. It, it kind of solidified him. I think you are going to see a lot more of him.
2: I think what I what I love or what I hate is like. Okay, we, MJF. We've seen the you know fight five guys to get to me type of thing. So like we all know it's going to build up the pay per view. I think Danielson should like lose the next one. Just like, like okay, move it on. You know that would be great. Of just throw a wrench you in could. there, you throw a red herring. But I feel like
1: the trials of MJF have become such a staple. It's like you know the Undertaker's Tombstone pile driver or something like that. Like it's just it doesn't really get old because it's kind of his thing. I like it. I think it's a good way to build to a match. I know he's done it a 100 times before. Um, maybe I'll get sick of it. I know some people are saying that they are. I'm, I'm not really sick of it, though. I enjoy it. I think it happens long enough, and it's drawn out enough, and they make it feel a little bit different. And they've also, you know, he even mentions it. Like, he's, it's a little meta, right? Like, because he actually kind of goes in, and he's like, it's like, I know people always um, – talking about they've got to fight me or fight a bunch of people. Like, he mentioned the fact that, you know, it happens a lot, you know, in his promo. I think just that alone kind of shows, you know, how self-aware they are of things, and it almost makes it, like, okay for me. Okay. Well, I I agree to
2: disagree, my friend.
0: I like the fact that they've kind of created this – I like the fact they've kind of created this final boss mentality around MJF because, I mean, to be fair – it's all just kind of like a wink and a nod to Roman Reigns and how Roman Reigns doesn't work a whole lot of matches. He just kind of does the big stuff. Hmm. I mean, you're not, seeing, you're not seeing MJF wrestle on television a whole hell of a lot. His last match was two weeks ago against uh, Ricky Starks. And even then, he hadn't really had a match in probably a month or maybe even longer.
1: And he shouldn't. He really and, shouldn't. And he's a he's champ. He's a champ. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. We see him, but he shouldn't have a match. Hulk Hogan didn't have a match every single Saturday in the main event. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's on there. You know, he's he's putting in his work, but he's doing what he does best and is selling tickets. He doesn't need to wrestle for people to want to tune in to watch him. No. Right. And so, like, it's like the old Paul Heyman Lesnar adage. It's like, you know, you don't want Christmas every Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, let's that's wait. That's good. Year. That's
2: good. I like it. Um, other than uh, a hangman beating Moxley clean, that that was brilliant. Um, let's keep it going. Man, I mean, they're, they're one for one. With, let's get a rubber with match. One little, Close one hanger, little just back. party.
0: Yeah, one little, one little touchback to uh, Kanosuke Takeshita. Um, he was in the bowl of final against speedball Mike Bailey last week, and Don Callis who has now become kind of a, of, of a talent scout, and an agent for AEW, they watched this guy very closely. And when they signed him to AEW late last year, they were like, what are we going to do with, with Kenosuke Takeshita? So he's they are positioning this fella as one of the bigger mid-card, if not main event stars for the next you know 12 to 18 months. So we're going to see a lot of Takeshita, which is cool because that 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 guy's special. I mean, he's been a wrestler since he was fourteen years old, and he's only twenty six. So, t- yeah, nice. A, I, I, I nice. want to talk
1: about this. I want to talk about this subject for a little bit, though. Let's do it. When was the last time we had a Japanese wrestler, especially one that wasn't very fluent in you know in English or American, as MJF said? <laughs> um, which was like, man, that made me pop. I cannot believe that. Uh, around here we speak American. <laughs> it's like every single dude with real tree hat on and overalls drinking a Bud Light in his lounge chair was like, yeah, "Hell yeah, we do, brother!" Oh <laughs> shit, you know. Um, but when was the last time you saw that you know archetype really, really, truly get over to the top tier status, like in AEW, WWE over the years? Um, you know, I mean I know there's been some Japanese high flyers and stuff like that, but um even um oh, what was the first one that was um that was so popular in WWE during the mid 90s? Uh Wore the Blue Pants, High Flyer. He's a legend. I think he's in the Hall of Fame now. Um Taka
0: yeah. Michinoku.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, the Michinoku driver, right? Yep, Taka Michinoku. Created that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, tie,
0: tie and tie.
1: Yeah. So I think I just i don't is is just their voice just their actual their speaking is that stopping them from truly getting to that high end because we talked about was it, like all oh, these Japanese wrestlers are great, they come and then they put them in some stuff and they don't ever really get over, and they never really get the shot or the time that they can and they kind of just kind of seem to fade into obscurity again
0: all right so let's so let's let's review let's review you had you had the great muda who was in w c w didn't really speak a whole lot but very over, and now K. G. Muto is having his retirement match next week with Sting and Darby Allen as his partners. That guy had a 30-year career, 30-plus year career. It was fabulous. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, very over in the United States. didn't didn't speak a whole lot, but he was just a character. He was
1: more of a luchador style, almost. Right. That's the right. thing,
2: though. You well, know? I mean, like it, it's yeah. I mean, and <clears throat> <clears throat> then if I'm argue- thinking of anybody right now. Right, you I know, but, but t- who who can do the talk and the performance? You know, it's, it's Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's one of my favorites. And and Oscar, and like, but even Oscar doesn't talk that much. Right. You know, she speaks more with her her you know actions and everything. But Nakamura can can bang on the mic. Right. Yeah,
1: that's what I was saying. Nakamura wasn't over. I mean, he came over and he had his gimmick, but he didn't get. I mean. He could talk, but he's, he's got to do that. And and Nakamura is a very good example. And that's what I'm saying. Like, how many Nakamuras are there? there there's not a lot. And, yeah. and we don't really see it that often. And I'm just – my question is do we think that that's the only thing that's really stopping these people is their ability to talk? Because it's the same gimmick. They get on, they start wailing off in Japanese or whatever, or Mandarin, whatever it is that they speak, Um, you know, that individual. and then And then they come and then they say something – Really, really simple in English, and then you know that gets a pop. But like, that's the only gimmick that you can do. That's the right. only play you can run. Well, and it's like
2: the it's like you know the whole thing like Pentas says, you know, as he you know runs in, in you know Hispanic. But see, look,
1: I feel like Hispanic for one, Hispanic is a much higher spoken name true. in in or not name uh, language in in America. So there is a much much larger. I mean, there is a large. Hispanic population that watches wrestling. Oh, yeah, the Hispanic population that watches wrestling in America, not just, like, I'm not talking about, like, AAA. So that helps a little bit. But then, like, yeah, like, p- people like like that, they get over. And honestly, most of the Hispanic wrestlers, they speak good English. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, look at Rey Mysterio. You know, look, look at all the guys that came on I me. Mean, Eddie Guerrero. Like, these guys were very fluent and very good on the mic, um, and that's why they got over. So I yeah. just, you know you know these guys i'm i just i'm just curious as to how much time and effort they're actually spending into trying to get on the mic if they care because i think it, it it's very very detrimental if they want to get over cuz this guy can obviously go he's got the looks he's got the size he's a big yeah, dude a big guy right like he's got all the gifts he just and and you can tell that he has inflection when he speaks and you can tell he's probably great on the microphone over in you know in new japan or wherever else he might be but When he gets over here, it's
2: like, oh, there's the one trick that they did. And then now what are we going to do? Well, it it comes down to, I saw an article this week of like Bret Hart's three things that make a wrestler. You know, it's like your mic skills, your physical appearance, and your in-ring work. Like those three have to be top notch. Nothing else matters. And that's when he was coming up. You know, that's when he, you know, he gave uh, The Rock basically his like thumbs up. And The Rock was like super appreciative of that. And so... I think he's narrowed it down to yeah, those three things. My skill, gotta look good, gotta look the part, and then you know, how good you perform. You gotta walk now the we, walk, you gotta talk the talk, and you gotta look the part. Yep. Now Rob. we can
0: also we can also go to the flip side here with you know, lucha libre and Japanese wrestling, because if you look at New Japan, they've had two Gaijin foreigner champions in the last 10 years. That's Kenny Omega and Jay White. If you go back in their history, the only Gaijin champions that they've had have been Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Hulk Hogan, Scott Norton, and Vader. Big Van Vader. Those are your five that over pro wrestling, Noah, All Japan Pro Wrestling, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Those
1: well, you got Carl, Carl Anderson that just lost the Never weight. For sure, right? but
0: I'm talking about like I'm talking about world heavyweight. Title. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. all these mid cards, all these other titles. I'm talking about these because we could go real deep down this rabbit hole. We ain't got time for that shit. To be fair, but
1: so. that's a decent that's a decent number, I think, for the actual world championship. And if you go, h- how many people have had the the WWE World Championship that were at that level? Has, not, has Nakamura even ever won the World Championship? I don't think he I don't has. Think he, he's, he I think he's a, won the
2: U.S. and the Intercontinental. He won the U.S. and yeah. Intercontinental. And he had a great feud with AJ Styles. I, I can't think of any Asian or Japanese. I mean, Yokozuna?
0: Yokozuna was champion. He was who was,
1: tam- was I mean, Samoan? He, he
0: he he <laughs> no, like, Japanese, but he's, he's Samoan. Uh, yeah. And he held the title for a good bit. And then you had Rey Mysterio, who's... Uh, who's. Um,
1: well, see, I'm family. not counting. The, I, I think it's who much easier for Alucha I mean, to get over
0: We'll, we'll, but we'll like that's, forward. we'll run. Forward yeah. This. Um, do we want to talk about that trios? That trios title match? The, the
2: latter match? Uh, the- I was expecting. I was like, great. there's the best of seven. I was expecting to be like, Ugh. but they made those seven matches great. And right. hats off to the Bucks and Omega and Death Triangle. Good luck, Bravo guys. Hang on. I'm going to give you some clapping. Bam. Where's my clapping at? I don't know. I feel like
1: it was too many matches. I'm with Rob. I'm with Rob. <laughs> Fuck the seven matches. It was stupid.
2: Like, well, you know, you, you I, I, was,
1: I was excited for it at the beginning, you know, and then Rob did the rant or whatever, and I'm like, ah, you know, I think it'll be yeah. for good paper. But it's like it felt like fucking Groundhog Day every single Wednesday. It's like, no, oh, they,
2: they changed it's the same every thing. Time.
1: No, no, I'm not saying the matches weren't good themselves. I, You know what I mean? But, like, you know, a great build can make a decent match feel special. And a shitty build, you know, the match will still be good, but you're not as invested in it. And I just, I wasn't invested. I was invested in the last one and that's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was, you know, I watched, you know, I some of them I just kind of fast forwarded through. It's like, I know they're good wrestling matches, but it's like, I'm not invested because this match doesn't mean anything. Like it didn't felt like it mean, meant anything. The last one felt like it meant something and they did some crazy spots. The ending, the finish was, was good. Um, you know, I I thought it was a solid match. Um, I mean, a, a really damn good match. But you already know it's the Young Bucks. It's the Lucha Brothers. Like, there's, they're never going to not have a good match. Like, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in the cage match is one of my favorite matches of all time for the yep. when they first won the tag team titles. 100%. Like, of all time. Yeah, like, that was good. It, definitely the best tag team cage match ever. Like, I don't, there's, you know... So, you know, they're going to have a good match. It's just, I just wasn't invested in it. So I don't know. Rob, what do you think? Well,
2: if I can, you know, it, it comes down to the predictability of it. You know, same thing with the MJF stuff. Like just throw a wrench in there, have the Bucks lose or whatever in five. And you're like, oh, shit. We weren't expecting that. You know, if you say, oh, we're the best of seven, we all know it's going to be seven. You know, if, you know, trials the MJF is going to be five. We all know, you know, it's, he's going to get to that boss fight. Yeah. Change things up, just fuck with the I, audience just a little bit.
1: I agree. They don't do it. I think. I think. And when they do do stuff like that, I said do do. Um, it's it's a huge, huge uh, positive. I think I'm always, You know, e- even if it's not the outcome that I necessarily wanted, you know, I I I'm like, oh wow, that, I wasn't expecting that. Like I like when things happen in wrestling that I didn't expect. Yes, um, almost always, really. Like, even if it's not really what I wanted, quote-unquote, I almost always enjoy seeing things that surprise me.
0: I can get, that. I get can down
2: with it. Get down with it, Rob. That. <sighs> can, Why aren't I, you down I, with I it? Mean, I, can get,
0: I can get down with that, too. But, you know, now – but at the same time, you had seven matches, and it took two months to get through these seven matches. And, it, it sure, it's fine. It made great television. They 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 made gimmick matches. They had – you know, uh, what, what What the hell was that, the, the, the ring hammer on a pole match or whatever the hell they did, you know, the, the, the <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: all, all, all the toys. The, the
1: Xanax bottle on a pole. We put a loaded gun out there.
0: <laughs> I love a gimmick match, but I feel like this best of seven series just kind of came a gimmick in and of itself. And now they're talking about doing this with uh, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega for the U.S. title. Yes,
1: I mean, they're doing you know, two out of three, I think, right? It, it's yep.
0: too much. It's too well, much. Well, the, the,
1: three, the three is okay because they normally do that anyways, right? You know, they normally have somebody lo- and then they get them rematched rematch or something like that, and then they have, they have a big payoff. So I think um, a trilogy is perfectly fine, especially for people at that level. But, I mean, yeah. past three, I think it's getting a little much. And you know why they did this, right? Like, it's the reason why they did this is because they were scared that if they had the Young Bucks come back and win the titles, which is what they wanted to do, that people would be like, "What the fuck? You've changed the trio titles a million fucking times. You're changing all these titles. You're like WCW fucking circa 2000, and like this is bullshit. And you should let the lucha And they're gonna get mad. But what they did is they matched like, oh, you realize we just came, we just came back. We've only had one match, or with we've only had matches with with one person, and it's for the title." Don't don't look at that. Look at that look at this over here. There's seven of these. Like that's all they're try- it's bait and switch. They're trying to yeah. make you feel like it's been a long thing to help put the Lucha brothers over so they still feel strong, but they lose the titles. That's why they did it. They just took yes. two fucking months to do it and Too much. Yeah,
2: too much. too much. Less is more sometimes. Less is more.
0: Less is more. Let me talk about let yes. me talk about where forget about less is more. Let's talk about where just all the pieces just really seem to fit and more is more and what i like is in impacts hard to kill 2023 last night live from center stage here in atlanta georgia we had a full metal mayhem match between bully ray and incumbent champion the walking weapon josh alexander and let me talk to Rob, you, Rob, why don't
1: you explain to us what a Full Metal Mayhem match is?
0: So, all right. So back in, it must have been like 2006 or seven when, um, when, when when TNA, when, when it was still, it was Impact Wrestling, but they still had the TNA title. Um, Bully Ray, the former Bubba Ray Dudley, came up with this Full Metal Mayhem match. It was basically an Extreme Rules match. Because all the ECW guys had just been displaced because NXT had just started. And the ECW brand, WWE, was kind of wiped out. And they said, we're just going to get rid of this. So Tommy Dreamer and Rhino and a bunch of these other guys came to Impact. And they created kind of an ECW 2.0. So you fast forward a little bit, you have this full metal mayhem match. It's it's anything goes. It's no holds barred. It's 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 an ECW style match, and Bully Ray, who's been one of the biggest heels in wrestling in the last twenty years, is just magnificent what he does on the microphone and how he just does it in person. He and Josh Alexander get in that match, and it's it's a damn spot fest. I mean, it it was it was really fun to watch. They had they had all the toys, they had the tables, the thumbtacks, they had all the fun shit, they had the, the ladders. At one point. Bully Ray brings a cheese grater into the into the ring. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, is Nick Gage gonna jump out any second and just right. take this cheese grater, just beat the shit out of both of them? And, no, well,
1: well he's gonna have his piece pizza cutter, and then Bully somebody's pizza. gonna come out with a mountain. They're just gonna make a full on fucking pepper with long LED lights. lights.
0: We're gonna make pizza on your face. So anyway, Josh pizza gets face. the hold of it and just crushes Bully across the face, he powders out blood <laughs> everywhere. And he just takes his cheese grater. He is running it across this dude's head. I mean, you, you could—it was no. gross because they got the camera right here, and they're in the ring ropes. And he's just running this cheese grater across this man's face. You can see the skin peeling off of this guy's face. Gross. It was like they were real close up. And then
1: they bring like the a nice gouda
0: out in the tables and bully, Ray, <laughs> bully Ray. throws the the, the goddamn table. Uh, that throws the the. the um, the ladder, and Josh falls into the thumbtacks, and anyway, he finally hits the uh the C four pile driver in the thumbtacks and beats Bully Ray to kind of end uh, Hopefully, this is the end of this feud because I really personally. Well, no, they got to blow it off Bully in a big Ray. way.
1: They don't want to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to <laughs> they're going to do, be- so. do a best.
1: They're uh, going to do a best seven out of thirteen match. <laughs> Oh, coming out of the, yes. <laughs> I hope not.
0: Pretty really bad. But uh the big uh, another big story coming out of um, Hard to Kill last night uh after the uh the men's world heavyweight match. Ooh, I like it. That's pretty. It's uh we're talking about uh, Justin's favorite female wrestler at the moment, Jordan Grace the
1: Hey now.
0: women's champion. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Wait, she wrestles? Yeah. Yeah, she's Shana. not only on OnlyFans. Oh shit! God, what a talent! Shayna, he, <laughs> he
0: loves. I just he loves watch her
1: Trump. lifting on Instagram. I just watch her picking up heavy stuff on Instagram. So
0: Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace, Muscle Mommy, and uh, the uh, the uh, forever in our hearts, one of the greatest of all time, Mickey James. This is the career versus oh title right match. This is a big one. And what was cool is. Mickey James is a very proud Native uh, Native American woman. She's she's part Native American. I think like maybe forty percent. And she comes. She they bring this uh, Native American tribe into center stage, and they play her and dance her into the ring. And she does this beautiful interpretive dance with the drums and the 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 women dancing around her. And then hardcore country plays, and she comes out to the ring. But it was it was that was that was a really cool moment to see, and it was almost one of those things where it was just like, man, I think she's gonna, I think she is gonna win this match now Um, because they, I don't feel like they go to all that trouble, and or is
2: the ultimate way to go out,
0: or or it's the ultimate way to go out. That's true. To be fair, so they get in the ring and. It starts out hot pretty quick. Jordan Grace is 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 an, is a legitimately strong woman. She's a former power lifter. She is she is a legitimately strong human being, and she just overpowers Mickey James. They're, they're the same size, they're both 5'2. And she
1: has. Yeah, but over- Jordan weighs covering. twice as much as Mickey. <laughs> yeah, she is overpowering this woman.
0: But it's Mickey James, and she is the veteran, she's the resilient one, and she knows. She knows how to work, but she also knows how to make Jordan look strong. And the match kind of goes back and forth. Mickey starts getting a little shine, and the match concludes with Mickey's DDT. She pins Jordan for the one 2 Really? And she is your five-time uh Five-time. Five-time.
1: Five-time. Five-time. Five-time Women's Impact World Wrestling. That's correct. Right. Good and for her.
0: And she's a six-time WWE Women's Champion. So overall, six time no, I'm just
1: saying I'm not going to do that.
0: She is an 11-time <laughs> Women's World Champion. That that puts her in the elite status with people like you know the Angelina Loves of the Impact World and the Madison Reigns of the Impact World, but also puts her with the Charlotte Flairs, who is a 14-time champion. So I mean, obviously, Mickey's Mickey's way up here in the echelon of women's wrestling. But she is the difference champion. is Mickey
1: James. Mickey James has been wrestling for how long? <laughs>
2: Like twenty um, years,
1: probably, like
2: okay. and, and, and surely nepotism has yep. nothing to do to, with Charlotte Flair. To, I was, well, I was about to say, I was like, nothing. so Mickie James has eleven in
1: two decades. Charlotte Flair's won fourteen in the last three months. So like, <laughs> you know, like that's
0: true. Even even on hiatus, even on hiatus from wrestling, Charlotte Flair was winning titles. This is this. Is yeah,
2: yeah. Well, look, like, I mean, like I know we're giving Charlotte Flair some shit. I mean, she is a qualified athlete to be a top level wrestler. Oh, but nepotism dead. and her family name has nothing to do with any time she wants a title shot, she gets it yeah. or, you know, any big push, nothing. Hey to do man, with it. you know, I think
1: she deserves it. She really is one of, if not the best women wrestlers of all time.
2: In my That's opinion, great. I'm not denying that.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh. and you know, they, they got to do the storyline. It's like they started doing with John Cena and then they never went through with it. I, I'm sure they will eventually, but you know, John Cena is like tied for Flair's title and you know, I feel like you got to give it to him one more time just to break it at some point. Um, I don't
0: think I don't think he wants to break it. I think he's good. I think he's happy with. Man,
1: himself. I fucking would. But like, I think you know Charlotte Flair. That you know they're playing that. Obviously, she's just a couple away. Like she's gonna, you know, they're gonna bring it in. But they got to do it quick because they got to have her dad be part of that, and he's gonna die. You know what I mean? Like that's why they're pumping these freaking victories out. It's like Justin. And- I hate
2: to break it to you, but
1: everyone dies, dude. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not unrealistic. I know that I'm going <laughs> to die eventually, but I think that with modern science and my elevated income, I can make it to at least three or four hundred.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: in closing, Impact Wrestling, Hard to Kill. Congratulations to Mickey James, your new Impact Wrestling Women's Champion. How uh, is this going to play out with Masha Slamovich being the number one contender to that title? We shall see if the if the big Russian is going to uh retire mickey or not speaking of uh wrestling and and fans and all these other things we are better retirement and we would love to have your questions and your comments so please follow us on our instagram page at better than broadway we'd like to thank uh our new fans kelly and we'd like to reach out to uh, to to, get to Kelly and Matt and Oreo, their their kitty cat Oreo, listening to us in Mississauga, Tor- Ontario, Canada, just outside of Toronto. Thank you guys for listening in.
1: Yes, please please phone in. Um, the one eight hundred. No, um, we would love to hear your your questions, your comments, your concerns, your prayer requests, your music selections, or your uh, funny dad jokes. Any of those. I things. want those. Just yeah, not
0: I want those yes. prayer requests, 100%. You know why I want those prayer requests? You know why I want them?
1: Because you don't got a chance in hell.
0: Because I don't have a chance in hell. Perfect segue, Justin. Thank you so much. The big story of probably 2023 is going to be the return of Vincent
2: Kennedy McMahon.
1: You think he's going to win the Rumble? Yes. Totally. <laughs> he's Because they're talking about, he's probably going to be at the Rumble. You guys know that, right? Like, they're literally talking about, book it, you cowards.
2: (laughs) Is he going to be, like, in an Iron Man suit? So, like, he's just being animated as he just punches people out?
1: At this point, when he's dead, they're going to do the fucking weekend at Bernie's booking. They're just going to have him, like, (laughs) (laughs) Motherfuckers never. He's going to be in wrestling in three. He's like the fucking uh, Walt Disney of like, they're just going to freeze his head and put it in the center of the ring. It's going to be Vince's head on a pole match for the fucking title. That's what it's going to be. His frozen head.
0: Well, folks, uh, for those of you that are not following this story, and I don't know how the hell you're not. Uh, Vince McMahon has returned to WWE he has he has muscled himself back into the executive chairman role and it's looking like there might be a sale of WWE mid-season. not
1: might there is going to be a sale and they're talking about as early as June and so
0: as a <laughs> as a shareholder in WWE I am thrilled with the uh, the stock price lately. Thanks for that. But as a fan, I'm very worried because this has been a staple of, of, of my life for a very long time. Is, is WWE? This has been the uh, the perennial uh, thing for me, and to to see what it might become is a little bit scary. Uh, they, they they were it's really scary.
1: Well I was going to say it's scary, but it's exciting because I don't think, you know, any company that buys it is going to want the product to flourish. And I think it's very obvious to anybody that knows enough or has enough people that knows enough about the product to know that, you know, the way it's going right now is probably the way that it needs to go. And I think if anybody's deluded and is going to make a wrong decision about it, it's Vince Mann. It's Vince Mann. And um, so I think him selling it and giving somebody else power – um, there are a lot of different options out there, and I think the um, the the positive, like how positive I am about some people buying it, you know, it varies, and that's I kind of want to talk about that. So let's talk about. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have made a list or looked at it. Let's talk about all the possible suitors, so to say, um, have you, have you people that, that could potentially buy it. Yes, they have those. Yeah. Can you pull those up? Can we pull those up? I can't, um, but I've, some, I can't. Somebody I got in the group, in my head. hang on. Some of Somebody in the group posted it, didn't it? Yeah, um, I got we'll most see. of them in my head. The, uh, Was it the IG or here we go right here? so Sports betting, yeah, um, here we go. Ve- Vegas we odds, Vegas? yeah, I got them, I got them. Vegas odds, who will buy WWE? <laughs> These are the over under. So negative 140 is Comcast. And me personally, that's interesting because that's who I think is the most um, – Well, they're already uh, on an NBC network. Yeah. Yes, and that, that yeah. Comcast owns Peacock they are you know they they already have a lot of the stuff that's i think the product would change the least if comcast buys it well that's, I why think, that's because the most odds too. yes exactly so I mean, and then I'm we've got it. disney's at a as at, is that a is that a, a plus 300 or 350. the endeavor group holdings which i don't know much of that's but, UFC. Um, who is it is oh, okay that's what i was just about to say is that ufc that's mark um, 900
0: that's mark Wahlberg and dana white and a bunch of other people
1: okay 900 plus amazon 950 plus netflix 1200 plus i'm surprised that they're as low as they are just because they don't quite have the buying power that a lot of these other companies do
2: well um, netflix is i mean netflix is hemorrhaging money right now so they're that, having that's what i'm lot. saying
1: so it doesn't really make sense that they would that they it's would spend, you know um, what what are we looking for? You know, they're looking for like nine billion for for WWE right now. I think it's valued at like seven and a half or something like uh, that. I've got that. And they're worried about it. potentially, yeah. Like, well, I mean, you'll wait till I get my paycheck and then we'll go in.
0: Did anybody <sighs> win the lottery last night? billion. Oh,
1: I did not. I yeah. So Fox is at twelve hundred, right up there with Netflix. Uh, Liberty Media. They own the Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay. Well, well, that one. Okay um warner brothers obviously dwayne johnson at redbird capital i don't know okay. if you guys have ever heard of that guy dwayne yep. johnson Never um heard he's he yeah he's the, the, uh, why is he relevant well, he used to wrestle um sovereign wealth fund of saudi arabia and that's the big one that's the one that everybody was talking about that's the one that was 100 a done deal and um and here's why i think that that's Still very, very much so on the table is because Stephanie McMahon um stepped down because I don't I don't not that I don't think they absolutely would not have a woman as CEO um if that deal goes through. Mm, um fair point. So she would have to step down before um to make things look good, right? In a in a positive way. If they take over and then a woman that you want to talk about a woke fucking army coming up and rising and just man, I mean, they they would be canceled faster than you could possibly imagine. <clears throat> so, and then you got Tony Khan has actually expressed interest, which he's at plus 3,000. So he's at least on the lease. Um, you know, again, much like Netflix, the Khan family is very, very, you know, they're like the ninth wealthiest family in America, but we've got Saudi Arabia is like literally the richest people Just in the world country. ever. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the prince is, I mean, they have the most it's not even reported, you know, it's, they're truly probably the only trillionaires um, on the world. So
0: they can print
1: their own money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I think, I think we're looking at Comcast and, um, but I'm, I'm still concerned about Saudi Arabia and I'm concerned about Saudi Arabia. Um, but I'm interested in it because with Saudi Arabia buying it, it would almost certainly become a, a private company. Right. So go ahead, Rob.
0: Here's what why I like here's why I like Saudi Arabia and here's why I don't like Saudi Arabia as the front runner for this. They just paid Cristiano Ronaldo three hundred million dollars a yeah. year. It's a five a year million, a five three hundred million a year to play soccer, to play frickin' soccer at Saudi Arabia. One and a half
2: billion dollars. Now, Holy I I thought it was three and a half, three 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 fifty four five years.
0: Here's where it gets interesting. Yesterday, yesterday the rival club of this Saudi Arabian club that, that has that has Ronaldo, they just offered Lionel Messi 450 million dollars American a year to play soccer. So now you got these two guys potentially playing each other. So now, now we've got what almost 3 billion dollars wrapped up in two soccer players for 5 years. So to me that is that ridiculous. Sense. You got that's a lot
1: that's a lot this, of chicken chimichangas.
0: That's a lot of chicken chimichangas. You got this golf thing, the LIV Golf. Uh, you got that going on. Saudi Arabia wants sports. Saudi Arabia doesn't want the stigma of you know being you know a, a country that has all these you know uh, um, human rights violations. No, things the problem, they want, But are they, they still going on?
2: they, they still going y- on. Yes, yes, okay, they are. Well, that is always going to be there. So, it, if you buy will, WWE. But-
0: they buy WWE they're going to go in at like 10 15 20 billion dollars they got it they're going to going to spend whatever the hell they got to spend to get it but then people like Sami Zayn are gone Kevin Owens is gone Heyman is gone most of your women wrestlers gone all these people that just that just you know have consciences are gone
2: <laughs> anybody that has a conscience <laughs> so hang on. on that notion who would stay who doesn't have a conscience? Yeah, I mean I, don't know. I think I think
1: a lot of people are more concerned about the money and, and if, if, if it would mean that they could potentially get more to re sign on. I mean look, you got these people have contracts and um yeah. and they've also got to worry about if they leave at this point and Saudi Arabia's on their butt and they're saying no, you need to stay, they might just get disappeared. You know, it's a little bit more serious than just, you know, I've I gotta look for another job. That's yeah. my opinion. Here's the thing, Saudi Arabia, like you're saying, they are trying to create, if you've ever been to, you know, Saudi Arabia, which like, I'm not even if you've never been, if you've seen, they've tried, they're trying to create a country that is the best country in the world for everything. That's why we, they have, yep. you know, there are far Everyone more billionaires, lamb- there are far more billionaires that are moving there. I was just, I was just listening to a podcast that said they had 6,000 billionaires that moved there last year alone Six thousand billionaires that moved there that last year alone so all the the wealthy people in the world i didn't exactly so i that's i want to do the thing and i want to do the the math and, and find out how many billionaires there are in the world so i mean everybody's going there that has money basically and it's because that they're buying all these things and and they're trying to create this amazing place to live now the thing is is that it's it's very much so it's not even patriarchy it's it's past patriarchy right it's it's you know it's the very very old school repressed you know women no rights type of thing that are over there and i feel like that could be where these things move and and this is a whole different subject and i know it's a touchy subject so i'm not going to like sit here and talk about opinions or anything else like that but like It is very much so a patriarchy driven society. And I think that everybody that is high up and that is fed up of being canceled um, by woke culture is going there in droves, just the same way as people from California are moving to Texas. And I think that they are doing this as a grab to say like, hey, it's not just the, you know, whatever, like, what is it? There's 3,311 billionaires in the world total. How old is that? Oh, this year isn't there. So I just heard that it was. Oh, six, did, is it six hundred? Not six thousand. Okay, so six hundred billionaires. I'm yeah. glad. Thank, thank you for it, Rob. Thank you for uh, for putting that up on me, so we don't have a drove of comments um, from all of our tens of fans telling us that we got our information wrong. But well, we'll so you back, do do that math. What is that? That is is that is that twenty percent? Twenty percent of the world's billionaires moved to Saudi Arabia in the last yeah. year. Like. That's kind of fucking crazy. That almost, I mean, and obviously they probably know some stuff that we don't. So what's going on? Um, so that makes me think that Saudi Arabia is very, very um, posed to be the one that purchases it. And they're if there is get, a bidding war, they're going to win.
0: They're trying to get the World Cup in 2030.
2: Yeah, but like, I mean, how how much? Okay, I hear the question. JP Morgan's facilitating the sale. Vince McMahon is returning to make the sale. How much of a consciousness does Vince McMahon have? Well, that's why everybody thinks it is Saudi Arabia because he has such a good, you know, re- working
1: relationship with him and Nick Khan with Saudi Arabia and the Crown right. Jewel and everything that they've done in the past. But wouldn't you know, he know that like, he all, all these other whatever. wrestlers
2: are going to be gone? Does I don't care? think.
1: I don't think he gives a shit because Vince McMahon is just going to make more, you know, and and there's going to be money there, and it's going to be, and that's all he's ever been about is 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 power. And this puts him in with you know one of the a group of the most powerful people in the world. It all depends on what the parameters of the contract is. Is he going to stay in place? Is he going to finally kick back and retire? And now he has all this money. He can do that. You know, that's that's what's yet to be seen. Um, but as far as like like Rob was saying, I think I'm scared and excited about it. I'm scared. I'm a little bit let down in any way, shape, or form just because of the kid in me. The nostalgia thinks about the old America versus everybody thing. And then if we literally sold out to what used to be the enemy, right. And I'm not, and I'm, you know, I'm just thinking like in, in Canon, right. Like Hulk Hogan, whatever. right? Like if we literally sold out to the Iron Sheik, know, to, yeah. To the Iron Sheik, it <laughs> would just, the, the, the eight year old in me would, it, it would be crushed. You know what I mean? Um, realistically, you know, there aren't really any countries anymore. There's just companies. So
2: that's yeah. a whole other subject. <laughs> and that's the fair point.
0: I will say the best thing that could come out of this potentially is that if Saudi Arabia buys WWE, then we can eliminate all of Hulk Hogan's um, title reigns and the Iron Sheik could have been champion for like <laughs> two-
1: just gaslight we'll, it all. Erase history. Erase history and do it. Well, fuck I mean. Paul
0: Hogan, fuck you.
1: Anybody that's been accused of rape or any domestic violence, they get their jobs back, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> like, they don't care about that shit. Look, they want Vince McMahon to come back in the midst of all these sexual assault allegations. That, that. To make the sale. That's they true. They don't give a shit. They don't care. And that's my point. Is like, it's, yeah.
0: I don't think they don't well, give I a mean, shit. I think Vince McMahon doesn't give a shit. And that makes it even worse. Like, the whole idea of the, him being back in the spotlight is that he did all these terrible things for decades. And it's just like,
1: well, if you want to sell the company, you got to have me. Because I own 81% of the
0: stock, so kiss my ass. He's going to have the Vince McMahon <laughs> kiss my ass club it's going back but it's on the board of directors and that's why stephanie was like I'm
1: i think they're literally just all doing this so the biography is better i just think yeah, all of this the whole time i've been watching this play out with vince mcmahon i'm just thinking like there is no way and i'm not talking about a little dark side of the ring documentary i'm saying like there needs to be, like, a Nashville level or, like, um, you know, like, a what's, like, some big mob television series. Like, they need to make a full-on drama television series about the behind-the-scenes of owning the largest wrestling company in the world. And, like, I'm talking about, like, Yellowstone. They need to make a Yellowstone for WWE, and Vince McMahon is the evil John Dutton. Like, Obviously, there's going to be – it's a little bit of a different character. But, I mean, that's all I think when I see this is, like, I want to see – People would watch that. I want to see the behind the scenes, even if it's not real. I just – I mean, I would watch this, like, who – what are the actual talks between Stephanie and Vince when they're having this, you know, and Triple H? Not not the email that she sends out that her – That her assistant wrote for her, or her PR person wrote for her, that she didn't even touch, and she just put her her name on it to to save face for the company because she's legally obligated to, uh, you know, in order to make whatever money that she needs to make to to get out of it or whatever. No, I want to see the actual conversations that they're fucking having, like fuck you and throwing fucking bourbon glasses at each other and shit like that. That's the kind of stuff that you know is has gone on behind the scenes for years. Behind that that true curtain, you know, not not the curtain call with Nash and them. I mean the true fucking curtain that we don't see, and and just stuff like this happening on the outside. It's really easy to kind of go conspiracy theory and really
2: let your mind go with what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm. I love. I, I'm gonna put a, a post to the to the the group or not the group the uh, the polls. Like, what are your conspiracy theories of what's going on? behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. Um, I like it. No, it, it's such an interesting dynamic because, you know, Vincent Mann's coming back. Obviously, there's tension <clears> there. <throat> uh, Triple H is head of creative, and now is he? Is he getting, sorry, kid, ah, you know, sorry, son, ah, you know, and knocks him out of the way. My daughter's not around. You have no power here. So yeah. what's that like? Because obviously, obviously, there's a personal relationship there, and there's a relationship that's been there since the 90s. Professional and personal.
1: Uh, the only thing that I'm not concerned about now, if this would have happened five years ago, it would be very, very detrimental, and I would be very scared for the for the fordment of professional wrestling. The only reason why I'm not scared now is because there are so many more wrestling fans and there are so many other alternatives now that if WWE literally goes under AEW, It's just going to get so much bigger and better. And we're going to get these, we're going to, you know, Triple H could be an AEW doing the booking, right? Like, I mean, it's, if if he gets fired, like that's, that's a very real thing. Triple H is, is, is loyal to his family. But if he, if he goes, he's loyal to wrestling first, Mm -hmm. you know, and he very much so still has that old school mentality of wrestling. And I mean, you put Triple H in charge of, of, creative with aew with no fucking strings attached like i can't think of a better scenario so that's the only reason that i'm not too concerned about wwe just i mean if it literally went under and they just sold it and then like it just stopped and died and i don't think that's gonna happen yeah i mean i don't um, think that man would want that to be his legacy no no it, it won't but i mean Again, I think I thought I felt like Disney was the best option for the longest time because it just seems like they're they're buying up all this IP because that's really all it is at this point. Like, it's not even companies. It's just IP of like, what can we put on hats and shirts and shit? And like, you know, they've got Marvel, you know, they've got Star Wars. They've got all these big things. WWE feels like it fits with that with American nostalgia. And um, and I just think, you know, having WWE, it just I don't know. It seems like it works better than Peacock or anything else. But.
0: I just don't want. I just don't want Donald Duck in the Royal Rumble. Just, no, no
1: Disney. <laughs> I do think it would be cool to do crossovers for WWE wrestlers and Marvel movies. Yeah, I don't think I mean, that's such a bad idea. I mean, you already have Batista. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, imagine imagine them doing some kind of show where either you know Roman Reigns is cartoonized and fighting fucking Deadpool or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's Good. a lot of opportunities or 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 putting these people imagine the opportunities for the wrestlers. If, if, if Disney buys it, having, having, um, you know, having a, a a Miz in like the next, like, you know, Disney, like, I don't know what, what, you know, whatever big Disney princess movie or something like that, you know, have like, you know, have Charlotte flair in the next, you know, you know, they, they do a princess movie about her. Like, I think there's a lot of opportunities for good programming that Disney is, you know, not the best at, but they at least are a much higher level than the WWE programming that they put on that's non-wrestling, right?
0: Name, image, likeness.
1: Yeah.
2: It's all they're buying. Um, all they're yep.
0: buying.
2: Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, WWE has been on a upward swing since Vince left, since Triple H has, you know, been able to push the – turn the notch a few more clicks. Um and I feel if Disney gets it, they're going to go back to kind of the the, the, the PG era. And, you know, that was some of the boringest wrestling I've seen. Um, and not yeah. just because like, oh, everything's going to be family-friendly. It's just kind of like it just – everything seemed safe.
1: It was – It was yeah. – um,
2: and, and safe not as, like, safe for the wrestlers. It's just like, we don't want to make anybody mad.
1: No, sterilized. It was yeah. baby-proofed. Like, it was just – yeah, it's – it was sterilized so that that'd be my version to disney neutered that's the word i was looking for everything well, we, was neutered in the pg era yeah.
0: well we will do <coughs> our best to keep everybody updated on the future of wwe the sale the pending sale how talent is going to go how creative is going to go we'll make sure that we give you all the best so stick around stay here at better than hey and, and, and if anybody
1: wants to buy better than broadway you just contact Ryan um at what where, where are we at? What what's what's the email
2: address? Just uh Better Than Broadway uh, on Better, the on, on Instagram.
1: On, on Instagram, just DM us and let us know. We're um we're doing a flash sale right now. So it's normally uh four point two billion dollars. We're doing it for uh three point nine and you get a hat. We will
2: take that money.
0: I will personally <laughs> deliver said hat. I will personally deliver yes. the hat promise what if they want
1: you to deliver the hat and like you're wearing that hat and that's the only thing that you wear you better do it for 3.9 billion
2: that's possible i'll do a lot of things for 3.9 billion
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't don't don't
2: don't don't threaten me with a good time
0: well guys is that
2: the show wrapped that's that's the show guys yeah uh don't forget to comment subscribe like tell us what you want what you don't want we will, we will do whatever you want, guys. It's we like, like to please, say, guys. Yeah, we'll no. do whatever you want. Please we'll do whatever just, you want.
1: Please just watch us. Yeah. We, just, we just want to be loved. <laughs> well,
0: great show, guys. Uh, he's Chef. He's Muscles. I'm Coach. Happy wrestling, everybody. We'll see you next
1: week. W E.
0: Right in fire.